You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. to another episode of Your Dose of Death Podcast. Of course, as always, I'm Lauren Rosenberg. Thank you each and every single episode to all my listeners. You guys are the reason this podcast keeps going each and every single week. As for my sponsors, as always, Crimson Mask and Grateful Deathmatch, two fantastic sponsors with two fantastic lines of clothing. Make sure to hit them both up. And um, I just wanted to kind of put this episode out as an update um, no interview this week, but um, I'm going to give you guys a little scoop. I'm going to be interviewing something very, very special. Another returning guest to the podcast in regards to what I'm going to talk about with this episode. Um, of course, as many of you know, um, Deathmatch Down Under, um, good friends of the show. They are returning finally after a near six-month-long hiatus. Due to COVID, they'll be returning to, with the Dream Deathmatch Tournament, which is a historical tournament, um, considering the fact this is the very first deathmatch tournament to ever happen in the country, the continent of Australia. And welcome to another episode of Your Dose of Death Podcast. Of course, as always, I'm Lauren Rosenberg. Thank you each and every single episode to all my listeners. You guys are the reason this podcast keeps going each and every single week. As for my sponsors, as always, Crimson Mask and Grateful Deathmatch, two fantastic sponsors with two fantastic lines of clothing. Make sure to hit them both up. And um, I just wanted to kind of put this episode out as an update. Um, no interview this week, but um, I'm going to give you guys a little scoop. And welcome to another episode of Your Dose of Death podcast. Of course, as always, I'm Lauren Rosenberg. Thank you each and every single episode to all my listeners. You guys are the reason this podcast keeps going each and every single week. As for my sponsors, as always, Crimson Mask and Grateful Deathmatch, two fantastic sponsors with two fantastic lines of clothing. Make sure to hit them both up. And um, I just wanted to kind of put this episode out as an update. Um, no interview this week, but um, I'm going to give you guys a little scoop. I'm going to be interviewing something very, very special, another returning guest to the podcast in regards to what I'm going to talk about with this episode. Um, of course, as many of you know, um, Deathmatch Down Under, um, good friends of the show, they are returning finally after a near six-month-long hiatus due to COVID. They'll be returning to, with the Dream Deathmatch Tournament, which is a historical tournament, um, considering the fact this is the very first deathmatch tournament to ever happen in the country, the continent of Australia. Um, so really happy for Joel Bateman and company. Um, as of this recording, the actual show already happened. But um, for those of us who are not there or have not seen clips, um, the show itself will be airing on IWTV December 1st, I believe, at 9 p.m. Central, um, 10 p.m. Eastern, 
So that means 8 p.m. for those of you on the West Coast um, on IWTV. Again, this is, will be December 1st. Um, so if you're looking for some more deathmatch tournaments, of course, coming off the NGI hangover, um, you are in good luck because the dream is happening very, very soon. Um, I wanted to kind of take this episode to preview w- with you this tournament. Of course, if um, you didn't see, I do have did a I did a write up on this tournament of um, showcasing all the first round matchups and who I think will win. Um, for those of you that already know, please do not spoil it for my listeners. For those of you that don't know, um, this is a good kind of preview for this tournament um, that will be airing on IWTV um, via a tape delay, of course, because the tournament already happened as of this recording on um, December 1st for IWTV. So, um, really, this is a tournament that, um, if you know Deathmatch and Under's Deathmatch roster, this is something that um, you're going to be very familiar with this roster. If you're not familiar with this roster, well, this is kind of a, a, a very new experience for you. I know people are have been on the fence about them, but um, the best way to really describe a deathmatch down under, for those of you who never watched their shows, is really like an Australian GCW. They have a little bit of everything for everyone, but they also sprinkle in a little flavor of the Big Japan fr- Freedoms kind of style where they love their deathmatches, it's in the name, but they also um, showcase some of the, the heavyweight talent with their heavyweight belt, um, as well as their tag team division, which is um, gonna start to get kind of um, in in um, check. I know the heavyweight division is gonna be going through a bit of a revamp because um, their heavyweight champion Richie Taylor is retiring due to injury. So um, just kind of a little bit of a preview if you're curious about Deathmatch and Under. But, of course, for Dream, we are showcasing the Deathmatch division that has been very well established. You have some very um, well-known names, but you also have some newcomers to this um, tournament. Um, You have to be very excited about this tournament if you've been a fan of Deathmatch Wrestling and you are curious about Deathmatch Under. Of course, many people are good friends with um, Joel Bateman, a great friend of the show who... um, was been one of my very first um, interviews, an unofficial interview, but of course, it's the smash hit. Joel Bateman um, cannot go a single day without putting him over. But of course, um, there are guys like Guido, who are the UGWA, UGWA, shout out to UGWA, ultra um, total violence champion. There are also guys like um, good friends of the show, a very good friend of the show, Callum Butcher. Um, as well as Damian Rivers, who um, is undefeated in singles competition and death matches. Um, I know he's been out with injury, but he's a dark horse in this tournament. Um, and of course, you have legends like Mad Dog and Vixen, as well as um, newcomers like Atlas Whitaker and York. This is a tournament where, I mean, I've always been a proponent of the eight-man formula. The eight-man is so simple yet so effective you can and the way they're shaping this tournament is really going to be something special the the size of the they even have a bracket that's something that i think is kind of unheard of in american deathmatch culture but for them they um 
went out of their way to do a bracket. So um, I'm going to go through each first round. I'm not going to go through the entire um, tournament because that is a lot. And I know a lot of you are busy. And um, this is being released the week of Thanksgiving. So many of us are trying to keep the the podcast listening to a minimum while we're enjoying our time with our family. So um, just want to kind of give you guys, um, give everyone before I go into this a happy holidays. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Um, be thankful for the time you spent with your family. Um, they love you. They cherish you. Um, so, anyways, let us get into the very first um, first round turn action that I'll talk about a in a light tube lunacy death match. We have, of course, as I mentioned, a dear friend of the podcast, the Smashhead Joel Bateman versus York. Um, for those of you looking at the wins and losses, like I do in a sports kind of style, um, Joel Bateman has definitely um, had his um, fair share of death matches in the DMDU division. Of course, um, he's defeated Atlas Whitaker, a fellow tournament entrant. He um, defeated Charlie Rose in a death match, defeated Will Walker, but he's also lost to Guido, who of course is also in this tournament, and that was a Ugwatol Violence Championship match, and that was the very first show, and of course lost to Charlie Evans in the um, the last call death match. Both um, bigger matches per se, I think, at, not to diminish Atlas, Charlie Rose, and Will Walker, but um, when it kind of came to big stakes death matches, those were two that um, you're going to look back at and see. Maybe Joel um, isn't going to be a favorite in this tournament, but he's, I mean, he's been doing death match probably with some of the longest in this tournament compared to some of the other entrants in this tournament. Of course, York, um, he has no notable wins singles-wise. He's lost in um, tag team competition to Vixen and Callum Butcher and Mad Dog. And a singles lost, I believe, to Callum Butcher. That might be a win. I might double-check that. But um, I would not let York's um, record fool you. He is um, a guy who's been very game on the deathmatch division in DMDU and has become kind of one of the fast risers in this division. Of course, also remember, um, you cannot forget that three of the members of this tournament are part of the faction that is the Total Violence Connection or the Ultra Violence Connection, I believe. If any of them are listening to this, um, they can give me the correction on the actual name of the faction. It's like the Total Violence Collection or the Ultra Violence Collection. Um, but three of them, they are all unpredictable in their own right. This is definitely a, um, matchup though, where York's going to have the size and, um, possibly the agility. He is very fast. He is a, um, very agile in his own right, which is crazy. But, um, he does have the inexperience in deathmatch wrestling in, in this kind of stipulation, too. I mean, this is, I believe, his first time working with light tubes. So, Joel Bateman is a light tube wizard. Um, I kind of like to make this joke slash comparison that really Joel Bateman is like your Australian version of Alex Cologne. But, like, they're both light tube wizards. They're almost kind of cut from the same cloth. Um... Hi, Alex, if you're listening to this. Um, but really, um, in all honesty, Joel is, is a wizard with light tubes, man. I know um, on other interviews he's been saying he's been storing light tubes in his 
um, garage, which is kind of crazy, but I know it's 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 all for a good cause. And um, his, I think it's the the real key here is going to be how Joel Bateman uses the light tubes to his advantage. I mean, York is a real behemoth, and the size disparity might prove tough for Joel, but um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, there's going to be nerves. There's going to be um, a lot to look at here. But, of course, um, I did make predictions in the write-up, and I'll make them on here. Um, this match definitely favors Joel Bateman. Um, I, I have Joel winning this matchup. No offense to York, but um, Joel is a wizard with light tubes, man. He has done some crazy things with light tubes, and I expect nothing less from the smash himself. So I see him advancing round one here. Um, but I do want to say York is a guy who um, is has a bright future in the deathmatch under deathmatch division. His height, I mean, he, he really is a heavyweight working in a deathmatch division. I mean, you if you look back in the, the, the legends of deathmatch, some of these bigger guys have really stood out. So... Definitely, um, so definitely um, a Joel Bateman victory, but um, we got to keep going here. Of course, Guido, the Ugwa Total Violence Champion versus Atlas C.C. Whitaker. Of course, um, Atlas is a member of Toast of the Upper Crust. Um, the tag team, I believe it was Darcy Lewis, um, is his partner. But, of course, Atlas, um, a guy who was... Very, very inexperienced in the deathmatch game, but um, has only had one deathmatch to his name. Of course, defeated by Joel Bateman in a light tube match. And then Guido, of course, he's um, defeated Joel Bateman to train the Aguatol Violence Championship, as well as Callum Butcher. So he has his notable wins with guys of the tournament. With, with guys that are in the tournament, I should say. But of course, if you're wondering the stipulation, this is a fans bring the weapons match. Which, um, yes, both men should expect violence. But the the unpredictable part will be what are the fans going to bring. I'm very curious to see what they bring. I mean, this is, we've seen countless fan, fans bring the weapons match in America. But for an Australian, I mean, this is kind of like the first time. It's like an oh shit kind of moment. You're bring, we're bringing stuff to a show. Like this is uncalled for. So DMDU definitely giving the fans a little taste of fan participation here by giving um, the fans the opportunity to come up with some crazy ultraviolet ideas. I'm very excited to see what fans brought here. Um, but going into this matchup, I mean, Guido, you can't really deny his presence in Australia has been very welcomed. Since I know moving there um, pre-COVID, and being a permanent resident from Australia, it's 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 a really cool thing to see how he has grown into not just another deathmatch wrestler, a guy who can really be notable for that state. I mean, with before this tournament um, begins, I mean, he was really he really could have a claim to being the most violent man in Australia, and um, that's just a compliment to his ability to really bring out the worst. And violence, and um, you've seen it defending the Ugwa Toll Violence. You've seen some really crazy sips, but this is a, this is probably the craziest he's ever done. 
And of course, as I mentioned before, he has two notable wins against people in the tournament. So if he were to face Joel Bateman in the second round, um, that's that's uh, he could go up 2-0 on that rivalry. Or worse off, he could um, face potentially York in a interfaction rivalry. The 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 or not rivalry, but the interfaction war for the deathmatch bell. Um, oh, I should have mentioned this already, but the this whole tournament, not only are they the tournament winner, but they will be the first ever DMDU deathmatch champion. I should have mentioned that already. So, but Atlas um, is kind of a wild card in this. He's someone who has a very um, world of sport-like style, very European, Eurocentric professional wrestling style. Um, if you watch the match with Joel Bateman, um, very interesting style. Uh, very unpredictable, um, can really move on a dot, like a snap like that. So um, I wouldn't doubt Atlas's ability, but Guido, I believe, is the only person in this tournament to have actually been in a deathmatch tournament. He was a part of some um, Crimson Crown Cups. So he understands this tournament style. He understands what's at stake. Um, for him, he could make history being the first man to hold two ultraviolet belts in two different continents and countries for that matter. So um again the most unpredictable part of this contest is gonna be what the fans bring. Um but is this is really a um so really in all honesty um I have Guido winning this um no offense to Alice but um, Guido has he understands the style he understands the carnage that's going to come with this. Um, Alice, this is a really big stage for him. This is a really big stage in the deathmatch world. He's not really used to the deathmatch world as much as tag team competition. But um, he's going to give it his all. I expect him to come out swinging. Um, this is really a. Um, a big one for him, but I have Guido pulling out the victory. Next up, this is the matchup of um this is a matchup where this is probably the two elder statesmen of this tournament. And elder statesmen for those of you in Australia, just veterans, long time. Um, they've been around the business a lot. So in a homegrown death match, I'm not really too sure what that means, so I don't really know much on the stip. But it is Mad Dog versus Vixen. Um for, for both of them, this is really a um a chance to showcase themselves in a singles competition. Um Vixen has been multiple tag team action action with Mad Dog with Callum Butcher against Guido in York. So she has her has fair share against um multiple entrants in this tournament, as well as Damian Rivers. So she probably comes into this match this tournament with the most experience per se against the rest of the field. I don't know how that's gonna benefit. Because Singles competition is kind of an entirely different monster from the the normal tag team competition. And I know, of course, Vixen has had injury. So um, she hasn't been able to showcase singles competition. 
on the other side though, Mad Dog, um, for all for all of you international deathmatch fans, you might know him as the man who's faced off with Kasai, who has been in the ring with Takeda, who has been on BJW Freedom shows. He's been around the world doing this. He's to kind of put it in comparison for my American fans, Mad Dog is kind of like Nick Gage, like the ambassador of deathmatch for Australia. He's done it a long time. He was he was a part of a match that literally almost wiped deathmatch wrestling off the face of the earth for Australia. So he's seen the highs. He's seen the lows. He's a part of this rebirth of deathmatch wrestling in Australia. So for him, I mean, his big, um, him and uh, Michael Weaver defeated Raw Beef in like a barbed wire boards deathmatch. But he also defeated Fox, who was a part of um, Blacklisted in a Caribbean Spiderwebs deathmatch. So he's had his fair share of deathmatch competition in DMDU. But um, this is kind of something where he he's really excited, I feel like, to showcase to the world his style of deathmatch wrestling. as someone who he's familiar with. Um, the familiarity factor is real big in this match. That is definitely something to be noted here. So, anyways, going into this matchup, um, this is really kind of a um, heavyweight versus heavyweight style. Of course, many people are looking forward to, um, anywho, um, looking at this matchup with Vixen and Mad Dog. This is kind of a he- heavyweight style, but both are trying to prove themselves as singles deathmatch competitors here. Again, this this homegrown deathmatch dip is kind of an up in the air, and I've been trying to kind of guess it, but I really I have absolutely no idea. Um, so that's really the big wild card in this entire match. Actually, is that style? Um, of course, um, with Vixen, many are kind of were salivating at the glands for the Noah Barbwire match with Joel Bateman in a future show, but of course. Um, that isn't happening yet. Um, we'll not know, but that's kind of the one everyone's kind of waiting for. But um, this really could go either way. This is probably the one matchup where I truly think um, you could go either way with this. But I have Mad Dog um, pulling out the victory here. Um, this feels like a tournament where he gets to showcase his style. Um, he hasn't been really able to showcase his style yet in DMDU, but I think with this tournament, you're more than likely to get that kind of idea of what Mad Dog's all about. So I hope those of you watching on IWTV December 1 get a good glimpse of Mad Dog because um, he's been doing this for a long time. And I mean, I know there's the matches with him and Kasai and Takeda, but of course, I mean, this is his home. This is a big one for him. So then we go on to the last first-round matchup of this tournament, the one that I believe has the most compelling... This this really has the um, most compelling story to it. Um, for many of us who have been watching, following DMD on IWCB, many of you probably remember the very first main event the thrilling 100 light tubes death match between Cal and Butcher versus Damian Rivers, which um, wowed a lot of people who were not 
familiar with DMDU and we're just getting to know these competitors. So um, we're getting a rematch between Cal Butcher and Damian Rivers. Of course, since then, of course, some notable wins and losses. Cal Butcher's defeated was defeated by Damian Rivers in the first match. He defeated York. And then um, Callan and Michael Weaver and Zuzu defeated York, Guido, and Mike Chaos. And defeated Fox in a type A death match. Um, so there you have kind of his record. But the big, big story here is Damian Rivers has been undefeated in all DMDU singles competitions, including the win that I mentioned earlier over Callum Butcher. This is the only rematch of this tournament. Or not of the tournament, of this first round. And this stipulation is a jack-in-the-box death match. Of course, um, a ode to um, Thumbtack Jack and DJ Hyde of TOD8, I believe. But that was the only time this stipulation has been done. So this will be the first time not on American soil that this match has been done. So, like, light tubes, cinder blocks. um, This is going to be brutal. This is going to be a really brutal first-round matchup if... If many of you are kind of curious about that match with Thumbtack Jack and DJ Hyde from Terror of Death, uh, I, it, you can find it on YouTube or somewhere. But it's um, it's it's not a um, it's an NSFW for sure. So don't watch that at your work table or whatever. But um, going into this, um, the very first show, of course, um, and out come the Wolves, um. Main event, um, really two guys who, to most of the world, nobody knew about. And, of course, Callum Butcher going by the name Nobody. Um, If you guys have listened to my interview with him previously, um, I truly believe he is somebody to keep an eye on, no pun intended. (laughs) Um, He understands what's at stake here. He's a guy who has been kind of wandering the Australian independent scene for a long time. Um, just kind of trying to find his way, and it seems deathmatch wrestling has become his new calling. Um, and over the last year, he's improved. I mean, he's gotten um, he's gotten some big wins, but he's also had some uh, he's got some wins, but he's also had some notable losses. He lost to Guido for the Ogwall Total Violence Championship. He's lost to Damian Rivers in the first main event. Um, he had a tough time with York in that dog collar death match. So this really becomes a story of can Callum Butcher come up with the big one? And it's sometimes in death match tournaments, you get really special performances by guys. You get really you you may be nervous, especially considering this is the first death match tournament for either of these two gentlemen. You get some you get some a spark, and um, I've been a big proponent of Callum Butcher over the last year. And I know I'm not trying to be biased, but I think just seeing him grow because he's someone who's so new that you want to see some a breath of fresh air. And for me, Callum Butcher is that guy who could potentially catapult Deathmatch under from, yeah, they're, they're a Deathmatch division of some familiar faces to, a, to building new stars. And this could be his coming out party. So that being said, I mean, Damian Rivers, though, he's, he's also a dark horse. 
mean, he's undefeated in DMDU singles competition. The he is undefeated in his singles death matches. He's being count. He's being Jason Crusher Cole. Uh, I know he's had injury, but he's been with this the the lockdown they've had. He's been able to nurse his injuries. He's been able to put himself first. So, looking at that, I mean, this is a tough one too. But um, this is truly a brand of violence um, that I think is unfamiliar, but also um, this is going to be one that gets really, really violent. I mean, cinder blocks, light tubes. This is going to be truly a step that um, I believe the two of them will do justice for. I have Callan Butcher winning this one. I think the winner of this match is going to go on to win the tournament. And I said in my article, if you read it, I, I said Callan Butcher. Um, I truly think he is somebody to watch in the next year. And I believe he could cement his status as a deathmatch star with this tournament. I mean, who knows who he could face? He could face either Guido, he could face Alice Whitaker, he could face Joel Bateman, he could face York on the other side. But I mean, also himself, he could face a Vixen or Mad Dog. I mean, this is a tournament, I believe that's his for the taking. I mean, you want to see a guy who's extremely motivated, who's been known for not winning the big one. This is, I believe, his time to go out on top. And um, for those of you kind of um, have been listening to this and you're like, wow, like this is a cool tournament, get ready. December 1st, um, we'll be live. And I, I know people are going to be like, oh, but AEW is on Wednesday. It'll be live after AEW, so you can head on over to IWTV. If you don't have IWTV, go get it. You have a free five days, five, I believe, five day subscription. Um, to start off, I mean, you can watch this live with the rest of the world, December first, ten Eastern, nine Central, eight or seven Western, or eight, I think eight Mountain Time, seven West Coast. You can get ready for the and of course. Many of you who are new to DMDU, I know I took I spoke with Callan and Joel Bayman a while ago, but for those of you who are listening to this, next week, the day before Dream goes live on IWTV, I will be speaking with none other than nobody, Callan Butcher, for the second time of yes, that is correct. The second time I've talked to him, he's a will become a two-time Your Dose of Death alumni. I'm really excited to talk to him. He has a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to try to keep it spoiler-free as possible. Um, we'll, I'll, I'll try my best. I know some of you have already kind of known who the winner is. Wink, wink. Please don't spoil that. You know. But if you don't know, I'm, I'm hoping you guys take get a listen to Callan and us talking about this tournament because... Um, some of the clips I've seen and some of the stuff I've seen really looks awesome. Um, so Callan will give you guys kind of an in-depth look at that tournament along with myself. I'm really excited to have him on again. Um, he's a great friend of mine. Um, there, there's a lot to talk about. It's been a while since we've talked, so consider it a little catch-up episode as well. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this preview of the first round of Dream. 
Um, I hope you guys consider watching it. If you do, let me know your thoughts. Um, let me know what you think. This, this is a tournament that is so historical on so many levels for the country of Australia. Um, th this is really something I hope you guys consider. So with that being said, um, I hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving. If you're celebrating Thanksgiving, I hope you guys are thankful for everyone around you. Um, if you're not, well, I, I hope you consider. If you don't, if that, if, if it's not in your culture, well, I hope you enjoy your holiday, whatever you celebrate. And to everyone who's listening to this, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, from Lauren Rosenberg, thank you for listening to Your Dose of Death podcast. Have a good rest of your day, night, however you're watching this. Thank you. This has been a Countout Podcast.